Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes, we're back. We're back. We're doing uh, two two weeks in a row with a pop culture roundup. My gosh. I mean, that's how we traditionally do it. I know. But then then (laughs) we had so many breaks and stuff with the holidays. (laughs) You're right. You're right. We got back on track and we're staying on track. So good for us. You know, we got to take that moment. Appreciate the... uh, the uh, the progress we made by not making any progress at all but just like getting to the point where we were supposed to be in the first place so i mean you you have a kid now i have like a real job you know it's tricky (laughs) it's tricky you have a new job you moved all kinds of things well i mean speaking of jobs do you go do you feel like you have a dating moniker like are you are you buzzfeed matt or are you like Oh, is that too generic? Are there too many mats? Yeah, Um, I will say this. Actually, there is a Slack group on my BuzzFeed Slack that's just—it's called Mats of BuzzFeed. Oh shoot! Let me see. There are fourteen of us in it currently. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's too generic. Like we have to get more specific. It's like, like what would you be known for for your dating profiles? Although I'm so I'm looking at it now though at the at the BuzzFeed Mats. And I think there's maybe only four of us who are actually writers. The rest of them are like <laughs> other kinds of positions. So you'd be like, yeah, okay. So, but so, it's, not, it's not as catchy as West Elm Caleb to be like the BuzzFeed writer, Matt, you know? Okay, okay, yeah. No, so I think I'll I have to take a look at your dating Matt. profile, see how you present yourself, uh, you know, who you're love bombing in your DMs and that sort of thing. But I thought of you as I read this story. I was like, is Matt? Is that Matt is, on a scale of one to West Elm Caleb? Where does Matt fall? <laughs> that's generous. So for those of you who are unaware of who West Elm Caleb is, he is congratulations. A, yes, you're clearly not on TikTok. It'll come to reels in about three months, and you'll learn yeah. about him then. He'll have a second wave of success or hatred. Yeah. So this is a man who works at West Elm. Um, his name is Caleb. Obviously, he's on dating profiles and. A woman on TikTok, I guess, started mm-hmm. to like kind of complain about this guy that she had been seeing and how he'd sort of ghosted her. Well, actually, 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 what happened is more convoluted and quite the journey to see because I had it happen in real time. Like I got on West Elm Caleb TikTok like as it happened. But this influencer, like a famous, like, you know, an influencer who had a large following on TikTok talked about being ghosted by a man named Caleb. But then people in her mentions was like, oh, is this West Elm Caleb? Is this West Elm Caleb? Right. And so she did another video where she's like, it's not my West Elm Caleb, but like girls beware of West Elm Caleb. And then and then it opened the doors for women to share their experiences with the actual West Elm Caleb, which, as you were saying, is just a guy who talked about. Like he would get in these DMs, talk about how much he loved them, like love bombing. I don't know uh, thing. He'd hook up with them and then ghost them. Um, he'd promise to name like furniture after them and weird stuff like that. He'd talk about his job a lot at West Elm. 
as a designer, not just a not just a salesperson store clerk, which is what I thought at first, and I was like, That's what, you know, this is like we're getting upset about. But like, why would you think you could name furniture after you, Karen? But that wasn't it. Um, but yeah, it kind of snowballed from there. But I'm curious, like your feelings and thoughts and uh, concerns about it as a New Yorker, as a man, as a dater in New York City. I mean, I, d- I don't think I'm having the success that West Tom Caleb <laughs> is having just in general. Uh, so I don't I don't know that any like um, have I been ghosting people who I have been, you know, telling them that I lo- mm. like, no, I do. I, I do feel like I do a decent amount of like the double ghost where like both you and the person leave the date and never speak to each other again. <laughs> A I, mutual ghosting. Yes, yes. So I aim for that a lot. If somebody, <sighs> if if we've like left a date or something and it's not somebody I want to see again and they are following up, I will say, I don't ghost people. I will say something like, oh, like it was fun, but you know, just not the match or whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't think people are like clamoring to go on dates with me necessarily. So I don't <laughs> think I have the West Elm Caleb issue. Or maybe I'm not clamoring to go on dates with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I'm, it's a branding issue. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think that it's sort of funny and unfortunate that that this guy for whatever reason like got I mean I'm sure that there are <laughs> loads of people who are way worse than him on dating yes. apps but it's just like he's gotten accidentally targeted because you know like these viral things are so random yeah. um so I mean I do feel slightly bad for him because it doesn't I don't it doesn't sound like he's done anything like yeah. terrible other than just being sort of a general like I don't know Right. He's just guy. like every man. Yeah. It's but, like Crate and Barrel Kevin is like grateful that it wasn't him. You know? Right. It's exactly. Like... I'm like, I I do think though that if I was a straight guy who was sort of running this ploy and I heard about this, maybe I would be wary for like two minutes that it might mm. happen to me, but I don't think it'll actually change anything. Yeah. I think it's mostly just a funny story. Yeah. It was like, it was weird to see it on TikTok and be like, LOL, whatever. But then suddenly it like blew up to the point where every news site was covering West Elm Caleb. And the first wave of press was like, bad date, like women call out West Elm Caleb, like, oh, be wary, ladies. And it was very anti-Caleb. And then and then the tide sort of turned and it was like, wow, aren't you guys going kind of hard at this guy who's doing something pretty general, <laughs> pretty general. But and so then the next wave of think pieces was like, actually, well, some Caleb is playing the game right. And like, that's just how dating in 2022 is. And so then there was another wave of. A think pieces it's like you can be both mad at West Elm Caleb and not think that he deserves to be canceled or written off or accused of being the worst man in America by Ruggable or you know HBO Max who's using his story as a punchline for their own multimedia uh, campaigns you know and I just it was kind of interesting to think that first of all TikTok trends suddenly count as news and I don't tend to like people who are like TikTok isn't like real like we shouldn't address it or whatever or like like pop culture doesn't count as relevant because I think it does (laughs) obviously 
here's why I feel like it's news because there are people like us who are on TikTok and know who West Elb Caleb is from TikTok, but there's lots of people who aren't. And so they hear these like, oh, like your friends are talking about West Elm Caleb. They want to know who it is. And I think that these journalism outlets have smartly realized that when they hear these viral TikTok stories, the the pieces will get a lot of clicks because you have all these people who Mm -hmm. aren't on TikTok who want to know what happens. It's like the all of the Hamilton cast drama or, (laughs) you know, that girl who was like uh, there was that video about the girl where it was like, oh, like if your friend so and so like your friends were talking bad about you and they said that they (laughs) didn't want you to come and then she realized who it was like. I feel like there's a lot of these sort of TikTok like true crime investigation things that are happening in real time. And then the normies need some like (laughs) need the cut to write a piece about it so they can read that and not have to actually sift through the TikTok details. Yeah, it just yeah, it it felt sort of like. Like I'm all for, you know, women empowerment. I love a good uh, pitchfork moment, um, you know. And I believe that bad behavior should be called out, but it just became such a degree that it's sort of like, wow, (laughs) maybe this is like, (laughs) we've flown too close to the sun, uh, me thinks, because it's just like, yeah, he becomes this sort of tentpole for every woman to put their frustrations with modern dating on. And to the point where he's doxxed, like everyone knows his name, like his job has been called, like all this sort of stuff. And it's like, does the does the punishment fit the crime for him specifically? But here's my question. So like, obviously in the, I don't know, 48, 72 hours post (laughs) this, it's rough for him, but like has, I feel like, like, do we know who he, like, does he have social media now? Like, has he come out and said anything? Mm. Cause I was looking and I haven't seen anything, but this seems like right for him to go on Ellen, for him to have some Ugh. kind of, you know, like Doritos commercial, you know, like for the, he can definitely work this, like for him to get a spot on go. The Bachelor or whatever. <laughs> like, don't you feel like that is his trajectory? I like, hope damn, not. Like, damn Daniel got all kinds of things. Yes, like, but damn Daniel is a good guy who deserves, you know, who wasn't called out for bad behavior. Like, yeah, I see but your point. I feel like if I was west elm caleb i would be Go leveraging this for a yeah. lot i mean maybe not ellen but you know well she seems like the one who'd welcome his <laughs> misunderstood character flaws um, she's like me too me too yeah. west elm <laughs> like, caleb. I get it. not everyone can like us but it doesn't mean we're bad um yeah i i feel like he is doing the right thing to not want to be saddled with this for the rest of his life because yeah sure maybe maybe he could get a brand deal but that would always be like oh we hate this guy because he's famous for being a dick and so maybe he doesn't actually want to be famous for being a dick and he's just trying to ride this wave like as quietly as possible let it go down and then like change his his tinder profile and and rebrand himself so to speak to a new guy you know maybe he's learning something honestly like he could go on Celebrity Big Brother, you know. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. There's spots. For I don't him. think so. It, it's not. I think the story has kind of forgotten him to the point where we don't. We, you know, I haven't seen a picture of him necessarily. Um, and so while there, it, like his personal information is online and he has been out ousted, I don't think it's to the point where the story is about him. It's more about the internet, and yeah, 
So I don't know if it would really. Could be. (laughs) I mean, all the brands have already spoken against him. You know, Ruggable, Hellman's, Mayonnaise. I think, like I said, HBO Max. Like a lot of people have tried to write this. Is good press, (laughs) Shelby. Yeah. Well, we're talking other... about it on our podcast. That's got to be worth something. We should have had him on. We could have been the one, the first step in oh his gosh. in his new. We're bringing life. West Helm Kalem to the red table. <laughs> Get him on there, oh, please. Okay. Well, what other story do you have? Okay, I have this slightly ridiculous story oh, where it. Colin Jost and Pete Davidson bought an old Staten Island ferry. Did you see this? <laughs> I did see this headline. Scrolled right past it. But thank you. Please educate. Yeah, so the two of them, like, I guess there was an old ferry that was up for uh, auction and an anonymous bidder paid where, let me see what the amount was that they paid paid 280,000 for the ferry which i sort of feel like is not that much right <laughs> you know what i mean like that doesn't feel like that I mean, much what's money the square footage right those like, things that... are massive yeah i mean they're like, like the size of a, a building yeah so they bought this and then it turned out that it was colin jost and pete davidson who would put their money into it which i feel like is good branding for the two of them since i think they're both (laughs) from staten island and they're going to turn it into some kind of like event space but it has to be docked it's not like going to be a floating event thing but like they're going to dock it somewhere so they have to figure out where that is going to be i guess and that's sort of like what the most expensive part will be but then they're going to turn it into yeah like a like a restaurant like i don't know thing that you can go to to have events which i was like that's con- <laughs> like that's sort of clever i guess i don't know if uh like i was trying to think what the likelihood of me going to some kind of like old staten island very that- <laughs> <laughs> rude i mean let's just be honest is it in staten island that's the question if it's in oh. staten island low I doubt it. They can't do that. That's just bad strategy. Yeah, but if it's, but if it's in off Manhattan, where are they going to put it? It's not like there's loads of space that's just like hanging out there. I guess I don't know. But to ride a ferry to Staten Island to eat on a ferry just seems stupid. I mean, yes, unless they're <laughs> trying to go for like a, you know, Staten Island, like bar mitzvah type crowd or something. Right. <laughs> but be. again, the ferry is massive. Like, uh, like you could put is. a mall in there. Like it's not a, mall? a, I mean, not a mall, but like you could easily put the entire like Union Square Christmas Village on the Staten what Island ferry. ferries are you? I'm trying to, I've ridden it, but I don't remember it in such a large it's like several Spacious. stories tall. Yeah. And it, there's like the outside space, but yeah. then there's all of that indoors. It's way bigger than like the, the like fairy to the Statue of Liberty or like right. the sightseeing fairies okay, or whatever. That's, right. that's true. I mean, it's the fairy that's in like the Dark Knight. Mm. Uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen that one. You didn't it's, see the first. Maybe, yeah. One. Yeah. But it's um, massive. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, I guess I guess it's a clever idea. Yeah, I just can't tell if they're going to go like full kitsch and like have it be, you know, just like unpolished or if they're going to just like gut it and make it this cool space, you know? 
Yeah. It seems like their brand isn't something that I'd enjoy. <laughs> I mean, well, what are they going to do? Make it into a, a park or something? Like, they no. have to, I feel like it has to be a revenue, um, like, they have to be able to make money off of it. I mean, maybe it was just a drunken choice. You know, they're like, LOL, let's do this and it'll just never happen. I mean, how much <laughs> money do we think they have? Like, it's $280,000. So $140,000 for each of them. I guess that's probably not that much. Yeah. And did they pay in cash in full? Like, it could just be a <laughs> I, bad I don't investment. <laughs> Pete Davidson net worth. Wait, I want to guess this. Oh, okay. I'm going to say like $5 million. This says $8 million. Eight million. Okay. I That's... really don't know how they figure this out, honestly. Yeah, I don't either. But I'm like, I'm trying to think of like what his revenue streams are. Oh, interesting. Did you know, according to this random article, I'm looking at a summary of you only earned fifteen to 25000 per SNL episode? I know it's not very much. You don't make very Yikes. much money on SNL. But they like work all week. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Oh, wow. Okay. And well... it's something like when you, when you start, I've done a lot of research on this. And okay. I feel like at a certain, like when you about start. About Staten Island Ferries or about SNL? About, about <laughs> SNL. Okay, it's okay. like, it's like you, when you get on the show, you sign a contract for like five years or something oh, like wow. that, where you get paid that low level entry amount, which is why like people sort of want to stay on a while because mm. if you if you become popular and you last longer then you can sort of renegotiate for more money okay. so like keenan and kate mckinnon and stuff are making more money per episode but the like early people aren't and then and that's yeah. why you decided not to follow your uh, comedy dreams and you know just some well then there's planning. also a clause in the contract about like an nbc show buyout <laughs> where like nbc can sort of move you from snl to it to a like a sitcom of their choosing sort of which is mm. why like parks and rec and 30 rock both happened because they're like they just pulled the people from snl to a different show yeah it's, oh, very, it's very there's all kinds of weird machinations and wow. lots of drama wow <laughs> are you working on an snl history book or no but i read one at one point oh okay okay Sorry, it's already been done. Um, I thought this story was pretty weird and funny and also like get over yourself kind of sad. But um, these two fans are suing uh, Universal Pictures for the misrepresentation of Ana de Armas's involvement in the film yesterday. <laughs> Did you see the story? Wait, what? what's the movie yesterday? Yesterday is the Beatles, like, disappearing movie. She's in that? Well, no, she's not. She was originally in it as one of the guest hosts on the James Corden show portion. And it was in the trailer that she was in this and kind of flirted with him for a single, like, 15-second clip <laughs> of this interaction. But they ultimately just cut her from the film because it didn't matter, you know, and they just realized like, oh, whatever. We don't want people to like want him to end up with her or whatever. It was a non-issue. And that movie came out in what, 2019? But these two dudes, of course, they're dudes, um, Connor Wolf and Peter Michael Rosa, they deserve to be publicly shaped. <laughs> they filed a lawsuit against them for the false advertising that led them to each spend $4 on a rental because they wanted to watch Anna, Anna's movies because they found her so luminous and uh, you know <laughs> they said 
that she is famous throughout America and the world because of her successful movies and that they used her fame, radiance, and brilliance to promote the film by including her in scenes in the movie trailers advertising yesterday. And they say that they did that because she was a bigger star than anyone else in the film yesterday. (laughs) And so they were trying to lure uh, film goers to watch this movie by using her, even though she didn't end up being in the movie. Um, And so they're suing for for emotional damage and the 399. So <laughs> that is fascinating. There are um I was I was reading a similar story or maybe this was a TikTok. It was Gabrielle Union talking about Bring It On and how they uh they like shot Bring It On and then were trying to get I guess a larger like black audience oh, yeah, yeah. so then they went back and shot like a bunch of scenes of them of the of the black team that yes. that they only used in the commercials that isn't a scene that's actually in the movie so that they could get more people in the theaters i feel like this happens more regularly than you think where they use shots and trailers that aren't actually in the movie and by yeah. the time you go back and watch the trailer after watching the movie you don't it's like you're not really thinking about it at that point. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent it happens. But I think what's unique about this is the idea that, that it was somehow a like, like a, a hard a marketing choice. Men. Yeah, well, that too. But also that it was like intentional that they're like, we've cut her, but we should still use her in the trailer. And it's like, I don't I, like you said, I didn't remember her being in the trailer. I didn't remember her being in the movie like it would. It would have been a non-moment in the movie because that whole scene lasts like altogether five minutes. And it's just like of all the movies that this happens, it seems uh, outrageous to try and get (laughs) money for the damages done uh, when you could have just Googled it and uh, seen that she was not listed on the IMDb page. So I don't know how this will end. Um, And these similar lawsuits like this don't ever go that well they're currently seeking a five million in compensation on behalf of all affected customers who could have possibly chosen to rent this people like people rented it solely because of her and then she wasn't in it yeah that's their whole claim interesting okay Good luck with that. I don't think they're going to get it. It's just, but. Yeah, it's like the amount of money you spend on lawyers has to be more than the three ninety nine you spent to rent this movie. Yes, but I I'm, guess just I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to see how that goes. I'll keep you posted. They could be lawyers themselves. Oh, you're right. That's because I. Of me too. So I watched this. Um, this documentary that was on Apple Plus that was called Twas the Fight Before Christmas. Mm. It was all about this uh, man who was had like an insane Christmas light display. And then like the homeowner association decided that they that it was like too much and it was ruining the neighborhood. So they mm. uh, and anyways, uh, they they ended up like suing each other this homeowners association versus the guy but the guy is a lawyer so he's like i can basically sue anyone at any point for free because the labor is my own whereas Mm. the homeowners association was like well now we have to take out all of this money and it's you know so it's so tricky because they can't 
you know, just like come up with the documents where this other guy can just sue willy nilly because that's like what his thing is. So I wonder if if you were a lawyer and sort of litigious, if you might just like try suing random people (laughs) to see if they would settle out of court and you could get money. Yeah, everyone needs a hobby. I mean, it seems like maybe people do just settle a lot because they don't care. Yeah, but I, don't yeah. know. And, I mean, I think people do settle all the time. I don't yeah. know if like, I mean, this feels like a lame enough thing that it could get thrown out. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have another story or should we talk about the green M&M? Green M&M? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the green m M&M. and I mean, I have, <laughs> I had one that Adele canceled her oh, shows. Yes. Like, like. She had a Las Vegas residency, which she canceled because too many of her crew members got COVID. But so many people had already flown out there that then she was like FaceTiming people from the stage because the fans had gone there to like had gone to the like place where the show was anyways. And so like she had a rep there that was like FaceTiming them. Um, Wait, I didn't realize it was like a day before it was supposed yes. to start. Yes. Well, that's messy because she said it was partly because they hadn't even gotten like the stage shipped in because of like supply chain issues. I mean, I don't know if it was a day, but it was like it was a matter of days Mm. before because there were people who Mm. had flown in already and then were posting videos that were like, I'm already in Las Vegas. I came all the way from, you know, wherever the hell to watch the Adele show and now she canceled. So then she was like, oh, if like, if you're here, go to my, like, go to the gift shop or whatever. So all (laughs) of these people did. And then she was like FaceTiming them randomly because she felt so bad. Well, did she also refund their like flights and stuff? Because I don't know if this time would cover it for me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if she refunded flights. And I mean, like the tickets obviously were refunded, right. and the um the show is postponed. But yeah, I don't think that she's like she buy them dinner hotel or something. Rooms and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like I'm right. pretty frustrated. Okay, but think about it this way. Think about it this way. If you like flew out to Las Vegas to see Taylor Swift perform, yeah. and then and then the day before Taylor Swift was like, "Oh, actually like I'm sorry, I can't." But then but then Taylor Swift FaceTimed you, would you really be like, "Taylor, actually I want you to pay for my um hotel because <laughs> well, i feel okay. like you'd be like oh, she she FaceTime me i'm fine no, i really don't think that would i'd be like wait i i guess the story with adele that's kind of frustrating is it's not just like oh everyone got sick suddenly we're canceling the show the way she presented it was that she'd been trying hoping the delays would work out but didn't and that feels like sus to me where it's like you could have been more transparent about that being a possibility so that people could make the decision about like oh is it worth risking it still because i don't know like a flight isn't cheap a hotel isn't cheap so i see your point that it's like exciting that she that she at least addressed it with them post but it still seems like she could have given a heads up that it's like this isn't looking good you know but yeah, I don't I, I don't know the start date and I don't know like the timing and maybe these were just like the most diligent fans that wanted to be like, I don't know, in the same presence as her for as long as possible. Um, I mean, <laughs> but it's just I like, feel like I mean, also like Adele, I'm sure, was not the person who was. Yeah. Making it, like, yeah, of course. It was definitely like a management company. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if they knew that it wasn't going to happen, they would have called it off earlier. Right. 
For sure. I, yeah. I, I think gotta ultimately get the, gotta get I'd the be sewers like sewers of um, uh, of <laughs> Ana de Armas out here yeah. uh, suing Adele. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so fun! I got to FaceTime Taylor Swift, but I'd also be like, wow, I just spent eight hundred dollars to FaceTime Taylor Swift, you know? I mean, yes, I guess, but you also get a fun trip in Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, I'll allow it. I'll take the I'll take the loss. I also had all of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City like racist, racist drama, oh, yeah. which is like sort of interesting, but I feel like also kind of sad. So let's just do the green M&M lady instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so the M&Ms had a makeover, uh, a woke-over, if you will. Um, they, they decided... I don't even remember how they phrase it. They decided that they wanted the M&Ms to be more inclusive and have more nuanced personalities. Yeah, to be clear, this is the candy, the candy M&Ms. Yes. The, the just cartoon M&Ms that have legs which, on them okay. and talk in commercials. I have a story about this before oh, we okay. even get into this. So in my, when I was in college, there was like one of the girls in our class's dad worked for some big marketing company in or, or I don't know, PR, advertising, whatever, in New York. And so he came several times to speak in like our communications marketing classes that I was in. So I saw this man speak like, oh, I don't okay. know, maybe maybe three different times. And the thing that he had done was that he he was one of the people on the team that created the Eminem characters. <gasps> so he was talking, he told us about how like they designed these characters and then they had they like planned for a multi-year rollout so that they could <laughs> introduce them one by one. So you you know, it's like the red one's confident and the yellow one's dumb and the green one's sexy. So it's like they slowly like rolled them all out like over a decade. Uh, and and how whenever he came, like the brown Eminem, who is sort of like the smart girl, mm-hmm. hadn't been announced yet. And so he was like, oh, yes, there is a brown one coming. But like she's not like due to the timeline or whatever. She isn't out yet. So I... I do know a decent amount about the Eminem marketing campaign just wow. from this man. So when I saw that they were doing this rebrand to try to like make the characters more woke, I was <laughs> one sort of interested because I feel like they're not that, co- it's not like this, they're, they're getting a TV show or something like they're only a right. commercial. So like how woke can they be? Especially when you're trying to like push them it's not like everybody's even seeing all the ads. You're just seeing like random ones every now and again. So like how much information is getting through to the general populace. But then also I was like, I wondered if this was like a sort of like how much forethought had gone into this because (laughs) I knew of how much forethought went into those characters originally. Mm, That's interesting. Yeah. It seems like, you know, when I look at the lineup, I didn't really notice a difference except the, Green and M&M, who originally had go-go boots and slutty peach legs and <laughs> I don't know. She had like commercials that were all about her vava voom, you know, like melting yes. melting candies and uh-huh. it was, you know, there was a, a sexuality. She's the hot to one. Yes. Yeah. And so this story just just brought out all these like media accounts that were like, let let the green Eminem be slutty or like girl boss girl, you know, don't get keep girl bosses like this and that sort of thing. Um, which is like funny. And I don't, I don't, 
I don't really care what the M&M looks like in the end. I don't feel attached to the Go-Go Boots green M&M. I don't care that she's now in sneakers. It doesn't do anything for me to know that my M&Ms are more representative of <laughs> quote unquote society. Uh, it, you know, I don't feel included in the M&M lineup because I'm in fact not an M&M. But um, what was ultimately funnier to me was watching the the right-leaning media just trip over themselves to talk about how this is somehow a sign of the times. This is one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. Like this is the end of society as we know it because they they desexified the candy cartoon Eminem. Uh, Tucker Carlson, of course, had something to say. He said, Eminem's will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Again, these are these are candies. Um, until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any of them. That's the goal. When you are turnally, totally turned off, we've achieved equity. <laughs> I just I just can't believe that these that's like a real quote that he felt needed to be said about candy cartoons. It was so con- the whole thing was so confusing to me because I was like I could see it going either way, you know, like I could see the um, sort of conservative media being like, yes, uh, we would like get this like sexy person off of our screen. Like, like we want like this is a children's advertisement like this should not be a sexualized character. But then I could also see them being like, oh, no, now this is censorship. They're like taking this away. They're trying to make everybody, you know, like more. Uh, they're trying to wokeify these M and M's. They don't need to be woke. Like they're just yeah. It, like I can see it going in either direction. So I was sort of like, okay, like wait, who's making which argument here? Like because <laughs> yeah. I again don't really care, but I'm intrigued as to like who is going to bat for which sides of the green M M&M and M argument. <laughs> and then and then there was the whole thing where like oh they're actually making the brown. Eminem like more androgynous yes. and then the orange Eminem they're like we're he's finally going to address his anxiety and it's like <laughs> oh okay so now this is like a mental health piece very confusing it's very inclusive Matt uh, it's very important that our candy reflect where we are as a society um, yeah no it was all over the place I kept seeing headlines that I thought were like, uh, like memes fake. like fake yeah. and they were real and it was just like it's interesting what captures the attention of the internet, such as West Elm Caleb and now the poor M&Ms. But it's also just like, <laughs> is there nothing else going on that we can you know, talk about and put our resources towards? I don't know. Um, but ultimately, I'm... I'm happy for the M&Ms, I guess. You know, living their truth, uh, acting more realistic to themselves, you know. Maybe she got tired of wearing the go-go boots and really wanted to put on a pair of sneakers. And I respect that choice you know woman to candy woman i understand that you can't always be on all the time for the male gaze and you know i proud of her and her white question is more like whose decision was this like (laughs) was this a bunch of women who were like no yeah this is too sexual (laughs) or was this a bunch of men who were like oh we might get me too if we keep the sexy m&m so we gotta make like i am i'm intrigued by whose actual decision this was but i don't think we're getting that information anytime yeah, soon no. so we're just going to be stuck with the new unsexy <laughs> miserable green uh, sneaker wearing m&m yeah poor 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 tucker carlson we'll have Ugh, to just poor tucker find some other poor candy to <laughs> trick off to um okay shall we get into love it or hate it 
Yes. Um, for my love, it, I watched season two of Cheer, which, if you don't remember, is the uh, junior college like cheerleading uh, docu-series on Netflix. The first one was a huge deal. It, it came out, I want to say, well, I think it, maybe, came out I think it was right pe- before the pandemic or something. I know um, it was before the really pandemic moving. because they, because the, the guy who then turned out to be the sex offender yes, yeah. went to the Oscar party that year. And yes. I remember Laura Dern like freaking out because I know. she's Jerry, like, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, I know. And we talked about that on our podcast in 2020. He was arrested for um, child pornography and the, I don't remember the terms, but like uh, requesting like sex Solicitation of yeah, minors. Solicitation of minors. And, um, and I liked this season. It was a lot more clunky in some ways because it didn't have the neat narrative of here's this team. Are they going to win? They won. Boom. This was more the first year, the first few episodes cover the year of preparing for 2020 and then it's canceled right before like right before the nationals uh COVID happens and they cancel it like the week before they were supposed to fly out and compete and so then it picks up for the next season and they're preparing with a whole new set of cheerleaders and stuff because so many of them had graduated out because it's a junior college and so there's suddenly a new cast and then on top of that they have to address the jerry thing which i was impressed that they handled like really respectfully to the victims and they gave the victims a voice they um they showed the effect of the realization that these teammates didn't know this person and kind of the trauma of like learning about this with your best friend and someone you respected and thought was like a good you know person and all that and I mm-hmm. and I think ultimately it was like interesting to watch this show kind of have to navigate territories it wasn't originally intended to and on top of that they happened to make another underdog story because they highlighted the other the other Texas team that's their competitor the uh, <laughs> Trinity Valley, uh, TC, TVCC. And, and so it became an interesting case of like, who's going to win and who do we want to win and all that. So all in all different like set of people and a lot more serious topics, but I think it was like a fun revisitation of this weird world that I still feel torn about existing in the first place. Cause cheering seems crazy with very little payoff. And, um, People probably shouldn't do that to their bodies. Just, uh, just say it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch the first season, and then the allegations sort of came out, and I was like, okay, well, now I'm not going to watch it. I thought honestly that the show was just done. Mm. So the fact that they were that a second season was announced, I was surprised by. But now I feel like at this point, like, okay, well, I didn't watch the first season. I don't really want to yeah. go back and watch that. I don't feel any need to second season so i'll probably skip it yeah also i have a million episodes of yellow jackets before we record that i'm so excited i have a lot of thoughts i'm four episodes in and i have a lot of thoughts (laughs) that's what the point of the episode is you bully someone enough and you get your way so thank you I guess. Does that mean that? Okay, my I don't. Okay, do I, okay. You bullied me into so much. I had to watch the freaking Goldfinch for you. So just calm down. We we've gone through this. You know? I've watched so many Marvel movies. For what about you? Scream? I just did that. What about Halloween? I offered that for you. Mm, you can't Come offer on. something and then expect payment later. You know I'm what I mean? That's, I mean? I'm saying a, it's like I'm just wait, saying what, like is uh, there is there a new term for Indian giving? <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like that that can't be the term now, but what, what is yeah. it? I'm Googling Well, okay, this. come on. Let's get to your love it or hate it. Well, no. Now I want to know. This is going on too long. Uh, uh, okay. Um, no, I was going to talk about Euphoria. I don't think I talked about that last week. Did I? I'm fairly certain you did talk about Euphoria. Did I talk about Euphoria? <laughs> Cause it's so good. I'm like very and in- invested. You now. were like you were like a maybe on it, so I'm glad to hear you're officially on board. Yes, I've I'm seen. Fi- you know what? You know what your dating moniker would be: the Matt who just tweets euphoria clips without context and like expects likes. Like that's the, your your Twitter has just become to me? your Twitter has just become a lot of euphoria references, and I feel like you don't know your audience anymore. Okay, who was my audience? You. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, every literally every person I know or follow is tweeting about Euphoria. You're the one person who's still like. But what about? But what about? What about whatever that the rookie? Where's where's the rookie tweets? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So you know what your audience wants, and you're just choosing not to. No, I'm scrolling through, and I'm I'm seeing Gilded Age. I'm seeing Euphoria, (laughs) and I'm seeing that's basically it. Oh, yeah, look, uh, for love it or hate it, on last Tuesday, January 18th, Matt is watching Euphoria. And Shelby's trying to make Yellow Jackets happen. So we've really come full circle to this. That I've already (laughs) talked about Euphoria. Okay, I'll talk about something else. Um, (laughs) You just call it, you know, like you're. I talked about Yellow Jackets multiple times in a row. So I'm saying you're doing this. Oh, I can talk about Euphoria? Yeah. Euphoria is good. It's I like it more than I thought I was going to hate it. So Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it. I Mm -hmm. had to watch it for work. And now I'm very invested. And it's very like meme. There's so many things in it that I'm like references and I'm I'm getting. I feel like it's a show that has a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff you can talk about. So I like recommend it. And it's not that many episodes that are out currently. So I feel like you should catch up, Shelby. (sighs) See, I there's a lot of yeah. penises. If that's <laughs> a detraction for you, um, yeah, no, I I have seen your clips. You're doing a good job of trying to uh, garner interest. I, it's just not like working for me. It just feels like a lot, you know. Like it just seems like who's it for, and why would it be for me? I think it's I'm more fun more than you think it is. Myself. Okay. Like, like it's it's insane, but I yeah. think it's kind of campy in a lot of ways. <laughs> okay, and well. it's so pop culture. You know, it's one of those things where it's like there's. I feel like the the actors and the characters and the moments are just sort of like in the ether now, mm-hmm. and so you watch it and you're like, all of these things now make sense to me. Mm. You're like, I'm gonna get all of these jokes. I'm gonna get all of these references. Okay, well, I just again, I just don't feel the need. But maybe. (laughs) The first season's only eight episodes, and now we're three episodes into the second season. That's not very many at all. That's that's the the same number of episodes of Yellow Jackets that I'm having to watch. And the Yellow Jackets episodes are longer than the Euphoria episodes. I am so glad you got to talk about Euphoria again. And I respect you. At least they feel longer. My gosh. I, I think if this is how you feel about Yellow Jackets, maybe we just have to accept that we don't know each other's taste as well as we want to assume. And like, we're bad at suggesting things to each other. So 
I just have to take breaks while I'm watching Yellow Jackets because <laughs> it's so gruesome. And I do not that have to take those so breaks when crazy. I'm watching. Yeah. When you're watching Freaky, like a wine bottle getting shoved down someone's throat. Yeah, that's it's just different. like unmoving That's different to than, you. than watching somebody's Whatever. leg get We're saving it for Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can find us on social media. We're at PSU Wrong on Twitter and Instagram. Having a good time there. More content on the Patreon. PSU Wrong. Or no. <laughs> patreon.com backslash PS you're wrong um, and yeah send us an email give us your thoughts comment on which show we should definitely stop talking about but hopefully it's not Yellow Jackets because that's coming your way Thursday yes and then maybe we should do a Euphoria episode <laughs> in a couple of weeks okay thank you I'll see you guys later bye